Hello, my name is James Pikeaway, and this is the James Cast, a Podaholics podcast. And in this show, we are going to be reviewing the Huawei P30 Pro. Should you get it, or should you walk away? Well, I'm going to give you the tease. I think this phone is an absolute contender and one that you probably want to be carrying around, if for no other reason. The photographing that you can do with it is exceptional. DSLR days may be over for this guy. So what are we going to do? I'm going to talk to you a little bit about some of the features of the phone and what I thought of the phone. We're going to have another conversation with Richard K. Wood, Second Light Photography, Photographing Dubai, two of the handles he uses about the photography potential of the camera. And and then we're going to give our final assessment. That's what we're going to do. Let's get to it. This is the James Cast. Look, I don't live with my head in the sand. I understand that Huawei at this moment is getting hammered around the world with many, many questions about many things. Some of them being, well, about security and are there backdoors? What's going on with Huawei products? Some of this has to do with 5G networks and the future of mobile technology that Huawei has got a very significant fingerprint in. Let's be realistic, though, about Huawei, just for a second, and the fact that they have been working in our telecom sector for many years, providing the routers for our phone systems. Recently, things have heated up with uh, Meng Wanzhou being arrested in Vancouver. She's undergoing a trial for extradition to the U.S., There's some questions that are going on there. This has heated up all sorts of trade issues in the U.S., including President Donald Trump recently saying that Huawei is a security risk and that any company dealing with them needs to get a special permit. And in that sense, companies like Intel, Google, and more have said they will not be working with Huawei in the near future. This opens up an interesting conversation. Because at the end of the day, the Huawei products, and in particular, the P30 Pro, is a pretty darn sweet phone. Would I go out and buy one? Well, I've been using a P20 Pro for the last year or so. And I got to say, it's it's a really good camera. It's a really good phone. If you like using Android products, what Huawei has done with the Android operating system on board is easy to get around. It's easy to get along with. It works well. It's comfortable. It hooks into your computer. You can link up to your computer very well. So it is a, it's a viable phone that just works. Would I consider jumping into a P30 Pro given that I own a P20 Pro? This is where the question becomes interesting because when we start talking about our mobile phones, when we start talking about new mobile products, and especially in the case of the Huawei P30 Pro, are we talking about a mobile phone or are we talking about a mobile imaging device? And for me, this becomes the crux of the problem or the crux of the problem in making a decision. Would I consider buying a P30 Pro? If I was in the market, if I had a phone that was a couple of years old, if I had broken my screen and I needed to go out and buy a new phone, there are any number of options when we look at the Samsung range, when we look at the Apple range, when we head over to Sony, if you want to go that range, 
there are LG phones, Motorola. We've, we have got an excessive number of phones available to us. Would I make the leap over to a Huawei P30 Pro? Well, I think that if I was in the market for a phone, I definitely want to go take a look. And in my own case, would I consider getting rid of my P20 Pro for a P30 Pro? Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's not a cheap phone. It's not, I mean, and, and physically, when you hold it, it fits in your hand. Everyone I've given this P30 Pro to, to feel. First thing they do is they put it in their hand and they roll it around. And they say, hey, this is, this is a, a substantial piece of kit. It feels good in my hand. It looks good in my hand. It's got beveled sides to both on the screen on the right and the left it's beveled so it it, it it you know it folds around when you're looking at the screen it's got great sound it sounds wonderful with the dolby features put in especially if you turn the phone landscape sound gets even better programmed in to do that so the physical look of the device is rich it's got beautiful coloring which which really just you know, you've got a, an excessive choice of colors the device that i was using was called um breathing crystal and is this this spectacular bluish color it is just a nice device to hold it's a nice device for people to look at when they see it it really looks incredible now here's where it gets even better this phone is jam-packed full of features, and one of the big features that comes with it is the the Kirin 980 chip that's inside. Now, this is Huawei's own chip. This is something that they make themselves, and I gotta say, what makes this phone really rock for me is that when I'm opening up Adobe products, when I'm doing some broadcast recording, when I'm taking video and I wanna do some editing, and you can do it all on the phone, I've had issues with other phones that I've been using where there's a little bit of lag. It's slow to process things. I didn't find that with the current 980 chip running in the P30 Pro. I found that when I was trying to do things with the phone, it was working at a pretty fast speed. A speed that's fast enough that I didn't feel like I was, oh, I'm going to go and, and grab a cup of coffee and I'll come back. The other side to it is when we start looking at this, this phone is what a feature that I love. It takes nano sims, so you can put a nano sim into it. You can actually put two nano sims into it, which is kind of neat if you want to have two lines. And that's a, an issue that so many people talk about. The issue being, well, I need to have my personal phone and I need to have my work phone. How am I going to manage that? This phone, you don't have to worry about that. You can put in two nano chips or if you don't necessarily want to put in a second line, you could use the second nano chip slot for extended memory. Not that you absolutely need it. And this is the, the crazy thing. This, uh, this phone had uh, 256 gigabytes of storage, another eight gigabytes of RAM, or, sorry, ROM. It, it, you know, you, do you need that eight gigabytes of RAM? Yes. Do you need more storage on top of 256 gigs? I've never had an issue with that. I've never gone over with the videos I'm recording, with the images that I'm saving. I've never had an issue. So in my case, 
I'm the, I'm I, I, I go, it's not really an issue. Other folks that I've talked to are very keen to have the ability of putting more memory in. And many, many people I've spoken to when I mentioned that you can put two SIM cards in are absolutely happy. So that's kind of cool. It comes uh, with a USB-C connector for charging and for connecting up. You can get the dongle so that you can put wired headphones in. I actually like using wired headphones over Bluetooth headphones, although you can get any variety of those Bluetooth headphones. I've used Bluetooth headphones with the phone, and it connected up seamlessly and fast, which I really liked. But I like the wired because you can get enhanced sound through that wired um, connection. Now, what's also nice is the USB, USB-C connection on the bottom of the phone where you also charge. And hey, you can do wireless charging or you can go turbocharge when you plug it in. Gotta like that. It's got a huge battery as well. So in, in my case, I can go with this phone for a day and a half that's recording audio, taking images, surfing the net, answering email, taking more images, a day and a half before I need to recharge. I've never had a situation where one day partway through that day I've needed to whip out my power brick or find a socket to plug into. So the the huge battery works very well. Some people have said if you're a really, really heavy user, it, it can be pretty, uh, pretty hard on the battery. I haven't noticed that, so... Uh, some of the other reviewers have, have come in with some other comments, but I've found that my battery life is, for for what I do as an average user, maybe a little bit more than an average user, works really well. I One of the features I love with the USB-C port is the fact that it supports HDMI. So if you've got a, a connector through USB-C port to HDMI, you can go to HDMI and that'll come right off the phone. So that to me is is pretty sweet. The, the big issue that comes back here constantly is, uh, are we talking about a phone or about a camera? And we're going to get to that in a second, because one of the things that we constantly see really pushed by Huawei is that it has the, this Leica camera system, which I got to say, the, the P20 Pro was good. The P30 Pro, even better. 32 megapixel front-facing camera. A 32 megapixel selfie camera, or if you're doing Skype or you're doing FaceTime, you get beautiful pictures. And because it's got a 32 megapixel camera with a with a whopping big sensor, it's apparently works better in lower light. Quad rear cameras, which is which is very interesting. One of those cameras has been replaced. They used to have a monochrome camera that they would put in there. They've replaced this with a TOF, which is a wonderful time of flight camera, which is supposed to help in calculating spatial depths. Well, we're going to talk about cameras in a minute, and we'll get more on that. One of the big features, though, that I like about this phone, five times optical zoom, ten times hybrid zoom, 50 times digital zoom, and that digital zoom is pretty stabilized and actually works pretty well. Video, can't say much about it. I took some video. You can edit the video. It works well. whole bunch of features. Again, this this phone works well, now, 6.47-inch OLED screen. Now, this is an interesting side to it. When we look at this OLED screen, uh, 1080 pixel resolution, and if you start looking up pixel resolution from other phones, head over to Apple, head over to Samsung, head over to Sony, you're going to see that there's pretty big discrepancies. And you might say, hold it, 1080 is not the best camera resolution, sorry, screen resolution out there. 1080 is is pretty run of the mill. What's going on with that? You know, this is this is one of those deceptive moments when we start looking at screens. And the 1080 resolution, 
as I'm comparing it to my P20 Pro, as I'm just looking at the screen itself, I, I wasn't wanting for anything. I found that it was crystal clear. It was really a wonderful display. I was very, very happy with it. My feeling, P30 Pro, if you're looking for a new phone, if you've had your phone for a couple of years and you're thinking, mm, should I upgrade, should I not upgrade, the camera alone could be the selling point for this phone. So without further ado, let's jump over to a conversation that I had with Richard Kaywood, Second Light Photography, if you want to go check him out. Photographing Dubai is another handle that he uses. And we're going to have a chat about the photographic side of this phone. Here's Richard. So the, the issue that I always run into is that I actually like the Huawei products. So when I get an opportunity to play around with a new phone or a laptop or a wearable, I sometimes feel that I might actually be a little bit predisposed to the product because like so many people who are using iPhones or who are using Samsung or who are using LG, they just like them. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, so I've been shooting on the iPhone for since version one, right? And it's been a curve. It's been a slow, steady curve. And there's been every year, obviously, the hounds are at the gate and there's a new product on the market that's trying to cannibalize Apple's market share. And the new cameras offer certain features that Apple do not. And Apple... Has... And, and you're a photographer to start with. You're a portrait photographer who shoots on Sony. Yeah. So, so I, I wasn't always a portrait photographer. But when I did get into it, I switched from Canon um, to a whole different system, mirrorless, different operating system. There's a curve. And so there was some similarity here with this, right? So I'm an, a person who uses my iPhone as probably my number one camera because of just its portable nature. My two Sonys normally stay at home unless I'm planning to shoot something. Um, but it was similar going from Canon to Sony, going from iPhone to Huawei and trying to get my mind around the menu system. And this is, this is where it becomes interesting for me for two reasons. First, I'm interested in your take on using a Huawei P30 Pro because you're an iPhone user. Yep. Second, I'm very interested in your take on the Huawei P30 Pro because you take photos and while you're navigating the Android operating system, while you're navigating a new phone, all these things, when I look at phones today, they're really just stripped down cameras in a phone sense. They're a phone that's stripped up with a camera and in a, you know, a Canon or a Nikon mm -hmm. or a Sony sense, they're a stripped down camera that's now been put onto a phone. Yep. So I wanted to get your, your take as an Apple user going to an Android product and as a photographer using a phone that has, is being billed as having a pretty sweet camera setup. Sure. So, so using the iPhone for the number of years I've used it, you get into a bit of a, a pathway as to how you use it, right? So, um, I kind of use the default camera app. I use other apps to shoot in RAW. I have a post-processing pathway that I use all the time consistently on my iPhone. Um, I do app stacking, so I jump from one app to another and do certain effects and then pop things into whether they're going to my Flickr or my Instagram. There's different processes for that. And so I'm very familiar with that. 
And you're very familiar doing that on your iPhone. Very familiar with the iPhone, very familiar with the, the, um, the UI, the experience, the operating system, how to get files from that to my machines and, and vice versa. And so um, just like I don't in my real world use PCs, I don't generally use anything Android. In fact, the only Android thing I think I have and we use consistently in our family is the TLC television because it's got an Android OS, right? Which works fine. It's almost invisible. Um, but confronted with a phone that feels very similar in size and weight to my iPhone uh, 10, uh, 10X Max um, was different because I'm looking at it and I'm trying to wrap my head around once it's on, how do I navigate this system? And then once you're in the camera app, you then start to see there's a giant difference between these two platforms currently. So um, what was your first thought when you took this thing out of the box, being that you've gone from Gen 1 iPhone to where you are now, and you've got the P30 in your hand, and people are talking about it. They're, they're saying, hey, this is a pretty sweet rig. What were your thoughts? I mean, when you hold it in your hand, um, it, it, it doesn't feel cheap. It feels like a solidly made piece of technology. That's oftentimes one of these things that you sometimes notice with, I don't want to say secondary brands, because actually I believe currently, stats-wise, Huawei in the mobile market are number two with market share. They've, they've gone beyond Apple at this point really quickly. And so it's, you know, it's a solid piece of kit. Um, it has all the bells and whistles you might be used to, even though they may not be where you're used to having them. Which is the big issue when you move from platform to platform. Yes. Um, it is powered by USB-C, so that was a change, right? Um, it still doesn't have the, the regular um, headphone jack that we were so used to for, for all that time. I want one back. Like, I, I yep. really want it back. Yeah, I think, I think maybe, um, maybe the audience will demand it and, and something <laughs> will happen because otherwise, I mean... If not, obviously all these tech companies are becoming dongle developers, right? And so they're happy making money off all the dongles they sell. Yeah. Um, um, but with this in the hand, it feels good. When you, when you turn it on, the screen uh, is bright. Um, it does have a bit of a curve on the edge, and I'm not 100% sure if it's OLED, but there is some dimming on the edge, but generally speaking... Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is an OLED. Yep. But generally speaking, um, that's nothing that deters you from the experience. When, when you actually go into the camera, which is where I was spending most of my time, I, I didn't really explore any other apps on the phone, and I didn't install any apps that I was used to from my uh, iOS experience. But when you go into it, obviously it looks similar to other phone-based um, camera systems. But the thing that jumps out to you straight away and for me, which was um, an interesting thing to see, because I'm so used to buying peripherals for my equipment. And so for my, uh, for my iPhone, I have bought into the Moment lens system. So they're a, camp a company from California. You have to buy a special case and you have to buy additional lenses to give the camera multiple looks. And so... I have a fisheye lens and a wide lens and a telephoto from that company. And they're all over $100 each just wow. for those lenses. And then like 30 bucks for the case. So that's an investment. Um, but this one has a, a wide angle lens, 
built which, uh, directly in. Which is kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Um, and did you find it worked as one would expect a wide angle to work, given that it's built into the phone? Um, I would say yes. I mean, I, I think if you're a photographer and you're familiar with using different lens manufacturers and types and price points, when you start to go wide, the glass on the edge can get fringy yeah. and you can get distortions and you can get vignetting. And there's some of that that happens. But to be able to just swipe and go ultra wide and get the vista you couldn't see before in camera, in your mobile, in your pocket, it's a pretty profound thing. And I think that there's a lot of features in here that are going to be knocking on the doors of Apple, either in what they can do with the software mm -hmm. or what they're going to do with the hardware in future iterations. Do you think the, uh, from, from your sense of, of where, what Apple does, and I mean, you follow Apple pretty closely, do you think that Huawei, Samsung making these leaps are going to really push the next gen of an iPhone? Well, if I, put my, uh, if I put my Apple hat on and I turn into Tim Cook, uh, Apple will tell you they, they work in very specific <laughs> areas for a reason and they're moving at their own pace yeah. and they're trying to create the best product. I guess the question I would have, having had this in my hands for a couple of weeks now, is what does that mean, right? Um, this is a mass market device. This isn't a, even though it's, positioned as a pro, it's, it's a mass market device, right? Um, and so what does that mass market want? Well, if I'm a mum or a dad or just an average person traveling around, I am getting to the point where, and we see it with manufacturers of regular uh, DSLRs and uh, mirrorless cameras, that people want portability, right? And if I have an all-in-one in my pocket, I'm happy. And if there's some, you know, um, issues with maybe the quality not being just there that I might be used to, the fact that it's an all-in-one, I might ignore some of those issues. And I think there were some issues that I saw as I related to my iPhone, but there's certain things my iPhone can't do that this will do. And I found myself trying to push this camera to shoot photographs just to see what it was capable of doing. And I found myself also, because when I travel around being a, a person who takes a lot of photographs, I'm often seeing photographs and thinking, oh, I'd like to take a photo of that and I'd like to take a photo of and that. How many times have you been in a situation where you, you get out your device and you want to take a photo and you, know, you see the photo and the device can't That's right. capture the And photo. so I'll, I'll put a mental note and say, I've got to come back with my other camera. Whereas with this, I would see something and just on the way to work this morning, I saw something and thought, let me try and get that. And you know, because of the, the range of the zoom from wide to 50x, um, there's things you can do. Uh, you know, I took photos of the Dubai, downtown Dubai from my balcony, which, yes, were pixelated and were fuzzy, and it's hard to keep everything where you want it at that range um, with a mobile device, not on a tripod. But at the same time, to be able to do that with this device, is, is, it's a game changer in lots of ways. And, and I know we talked and I said, I think that, you know, given a couple of years' time when these things mature, it's going to be interesting to see what we are able to do with these devices in our pockets and how quickly Apple may or may not adjust to the forces that are coming from the companies in China um, and um, other parts of the world in Korea who are doing things at a more rapid pace. 
and will this mean that in the future, I don't think it's strange to look at the back of this camera now and see all these lenses, mm. right? And, you know, is it we're going to be at the place where we have four or five or six lenses built into the back of a camera so it does absolutely everything? Um, um, we've seen with Samsung, they're pushing boundaries in different areas with different technologies and bendable phones and things at this point. Um, with this Huawei being positioned as a pro camera, um, I think there's so many things in it that are really compelling for somebody who um, is interested in having an all-in-one device with a great camera system uh, and some of the features they've built into it which enable you to improve your photography that you can't currently get on the Apple platform. So, so walk me through what you liked about the phone and then we'll talk about what you didn't like about the phone. Again, we're, we're primarily talking photography. Sure. So obviously first thing is just I'm not an Android person so I had to get used to what the buttons meant. How long did it take you to get used to that? You've had it a couple of weeks now. Yeah. It was, it was a, sh a few days of just really like, okay, that means I'm going to go here, this means I'm going to go home, so on and so forth. Um, but the actual device itself. So it's got all of the traditional areas you might have with your iPhone, but you've got some additional ones. So there's an aperture setting, which you can really start co to control the overall look and feel of the images you produce. There's a night setting, which is really interesting because what it does using the, the stabilization and AI built in, it'll shoot multiple shots, almost like a high dynamic range shot that you might get on the Apple, but it'll shoot a lot more images and put together something in camera that can enable you to get dark shadow detail as well as your blown out skies will get some detail retained in them. So that was compelling. Um, the portrait mode, again, Apple have the portrait mode. The portrait mode on this one I found had some benefits because I have the ability to shoot in portrait mode, which is going to be that, that nice shallow depth of field, separate out my foreground from my background. But additionally, I can change my vantage point with my virtual lens setting with the swipe. And so I'm, I managed to get some photographs that I don't think I could have got with my iPhone currently. And I love the portrait mode on the iPhone. Mm. So it was interesting to see that. Um, one thing that was really compelling to look at and think about what the camera is doing um, is that there is some AI built directly in and you as the photographer can decide whether or not you want to use this master AI switch. Were you turning, did you find yourself turning it off or leaving it on? Well, I like to see what they do. So I was doing a bit of both, right? And so with it on, uh, from what I understand, they, they have 500 variants of areas that it looks at. And so it analyzes your image and does some automagic, I guess, to try to improve these photographs. And whether it's figuring out color balance or shade or whether you're shooting in sunset or sky or people and all of those things, it starts to use the power of AI to improve the images. Um, and sometimes it works really well, sometimes not. But again, this is early stages of this being something you're carrying in your pocket and able to do that. Um, so that was really compelling to look and see what it was doing. I did find that at certain times when I was using the on-screen UI to change my zoom feature from going all the way from wide to 50x and in between, that there were times when it struggled uh, and what I composed and what I shot seemed to be different. 
And I didn't look at the time whether that was because AI was turned on, it was doing some post work. Mm. Um, but again, I think that's one of those things that because I've had so many years using iPhone, it's, it's really hard to make that quick mental adjustment, right? But I could perceive, you know, using this for six months and not missing the iPhone at all until obviously Apple release another one, then you want to yeah. jump ship again, right? Um, but but I, that's, a, that's pretty significant. It is. I was very surprised. I mean, when I knew this... Like two weeks ago, I wouldn't have expected to hear that from you as you were talking, you know, day two in of playing with the two and two weeks later, that's, uh, that's pretty telling. Well, I, I liken it to just time on task, right? So it's like the more I used it, the less I fought with it and the more I could figure out how I could harness it, right? And so those were things that I think initially I was like looking at this strange thing with this strange language, this strange operating system thinking, how am I going to use this? I feel like I'm going to be struggling. But when I saw the benefits of some of the features built in, I thought, you know what, it's really compelling as a tool. Now, I don't want to be one of those people that carries around two cameras, yeah. but I could see <laughs> that being the, the problem, case, <laughs> right? I could see yeah. that being the case. Um, but, but as a device, um, I think they're onto something with a really win winning formula here. And, and I'm really interested to see where it's going to go um, just because of this little kind of glimpse I've seen mm. with the images I've took. Uh, I've been posting to my socials. I've been hashtagging them with the, the Hawaii way. Is... Uh, they're on my second light. Uh, they're actually on my Photographing Dubai Instagram okay, page. Cool. And I'm... Um, hashtagging them with the Huawei P30 Pro tag. And it's interesting to see how many people are jumping to this platform um, and running with it. And I think the only obstacle I've, I have faced, really, is nothing to do with the creative side of this device. It is just being reprogramming my brain to a different operating system. Mm. And I think once you do that and you work out those kinks, um, you, you can see some real benefits of jumping to a platform like this. A simple thing for me, for instance, from the phone, which works, I'll say about 90% of the time, is AirDrop. If I want to send something from my phone to my laptop to be able to do some work in Photoshop, I'll AirDrop it. Well, there's a feature on here that works like that, but didn't want to connect with any of my devices. Right. And I, think it only, I think that AirDrop that you're talking about on the Huawei works on Huawei devices. Yes. Uh, and then when I try to wire it to my laptop, there's a third-party Android right. software that enables you to connect to the phone. Um, and then you're wired straight in. And dragging and dropping of a USB-C was like seconds. It was really quick. So I know that if I were to hardwire my phone for some reason to my computer on my Mac and use photos to bring those images in, it's a little more cumbersome. Mm. And so, so there were some wins there once I'd figured out the pathway through. Um, I didn't check out on this um, any video stabilization. I was really looking at the photo side of things, so that's something that would be of interest to explore because I know this is something that is becoming more um, as a regular built-in feature to our devices, whether it be um, software-related or hardware-related stabilization. Um, but but I, I can imagine that you know if I were to look at these two cameras side-by-side side and look at the images... While I'm going to see certain things related to um, the colors, because the color palette's going to be slightly different between the two, I'm not going to look at them and say, hmm, the iPhone is a far superior product with the image, which is something that surprises me. 
because I've been an Apple iPhone photographer through and through for the longest time. And so to have this device in hand and think this is a really compelling device and something I would, you know, if I were in the market for a new phone, it would be something that I would seriously consider, even given the Android side of the house, which is still something very unfamiliar to me. Wow. That's pretty, that's pretty surprising, actually. It is, but but again, you know, <laughs> but I have. That's the power of the technology. It's the it's the power of the technology. It's the interest of what AI is doing on this platform. It'll be interesting to see what it's going to do in the future on other other platforms. Uh, Adobe are building it into some of their software, so that's going to be really interesting to see how we can take something that is pretty good and it, the AI is going to massage it for us and make it better automatically, I guess. Um, but but no, I mean, I have three kids and I shoot lots of photos of my kids. I apologize to everybody on social media for that. But um, having one device that can do just about everything um, means I don't have to go and run and get a different camera to shoot something else, which I'm often doing at home. Um, and, and so just that in general, being able to shoot 4K, all those different range of shots I can get across the board. You know, 50X is a great marketing tool. Um, I'm not sure in the real world how usable it is um, because we start to get noise and the image starts to degrade, but there's workarounds for that. And again, this is just step one in this process. Two years from now, I am sure that we'll be in a whole different space in relation to hardware and software and AI and how they play together and how they allow us to create much more compelling, interesting, superior imagery with these devices that fit in our back pockets. Thank you. So that's my conversation about the P30 Pro. Richard K. Wood jumps in to talk about the camera. At the end of the day, as we're looking at this device, big question becomes, should I go and get it? Is it worth it? I'm biased, but I'll tell you, I would absolutely ditch my P20 Pro for the P30 Pro. If for no other reason, the photography that happens with this phone. And let's face it, we all take a lot of photographs. Good phone, charges fast, big battery, takes great pictures, uses a Google Android operating system. It all works for me. If you're, if you're using this platform, it's very easy to come from other platform come from other other devices your samsung's your sony's your lg's etc this is a this is this phone is a contender this phone really does work well would i buy one yes is it worth looking at yes is it something that you should go look at well you know that's up to you but if you're asking me why not You've been listening to the James Cast, a Podaholics podcast with myself, James Pikeaway. In this episode, we talked about the Huawei P30 Pro, and I had a conversation with Richard K. Wood, Second Light Photography or Photographing Dubai, or two of the handles that he uses. What did we think? Well, buy this phone. That's as simple as that. Get out there and buy it. More reviews to come on the James Cast, and a whole bunch more to come on the Podaholics podcasting channel. Keep your ears open. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Share. So long for now.